Next on BYU Sports Nation, built, not born. BYU football welcomes the newest class of commits ready to build towards something special. Just sign here, gentlemen. Head coach Kalani Satake joins us live to review the entire 2019 signing class, plus offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes and defensive coordinator Eliza Tuiaki stop by Studio I'm B. I'm here at BYU Football Signing Day Central in the Marriott Center, giving you all-access interviews with position coaches, former players, and athletic director Tom Homo. Ah, yes, it's a two-hour special. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Wednesday, February 6th, National Letter of Intent Day. Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with four-star friendly neighbor, Jason Shepard. You know, Spencer, the star system, you know, you shouldn't put too much stock in that. But since you gave me four stars, I will accept it. You won't turn it down. I will not turn that down. Now, if you'd given me two stars, we may have an issue. <laughs> I may, you know, push it aside. It doesn't mean anything. Four stars, I'm all in. Use it as motivation if you don't get enough That's stars. Right. And if you get too many stars, just think, oh, it's nice, but it's it true. doesn't mean anything, yes. right? It's where you can play both sides and you're fine. You've got to go out and prove it. Yes. A loaded two-hour show lineup featuring BYU head football coach Kalani Satake back in Studio B in just over an hour. Both of his coordinators, Jeff Grimes and Elisa Tuiaki, will join us live. Plus a look at each and every one of the new BYU football Cougars, including the commits from the early signing period in December. And Jason, don't forget about the return missionary class, ready to report and contribute immediately. But before we get to today's headlines, let's go immediately over to Lauren McLean, who is partying at the Marriott Center. Lauren, what's the scene like over there? Spencer, party is the perfect word. The cheerleaders just showed up, and they were doing a little dance here behind us. They've been playing 70s funk music all morning. Lee Johnson told me that was his idea. I don't know if I believe him, but he was dancing around a ton. There's a giant screen that I was told was 100 feet by 30 feet that's right above the signing day board where they're going to put the signees names and the Marriott Center is they're all singing the Cougar fight song right now as you can see the tables are filling up quickly right behind me are the assistant coaches there's Cougar Club members former players and current players so it's an awesome atmosphere right here at the Marriott Center coming up here in a little bit we're going to be talking to athletic director Tom Homo and you're not going to want to miss it Spence party on Lauren let's roll out today's BYU Sports Nation headlines You may have heard in the first three minutes, it's National Signing Day. And today is the day players will join the 14 early signees to finish out BYU's 2019 official recruiting class. The team will also recognize 18 return missionaries, not to mention some other key additions. Big day. Men's basketball will face the Portland Pilots tomorrow night at the Child Center. The Cougars, who sit in second place in the West Coast Conference, are coming off a win over LMU. Tomorrow's game can be heard on BYU Radio with pregame coverage beginning at 10 p.m. Eastern time. Head coach Dave Rose had this to say about facing the Pilots. They play really well up there. They play a little bit faster up there, shoot the ball with a lot of confidence. We usually get a good crowd in there which kind of sometimes turns them on because they've played in front of maybe smaller crowds. And then, uh, so our guys, we, we, we got to be ready for this and, and hopefully our guys will be dialed in. 
All right, head coach Dave Rose and the Cougars ready to get to 7-3 and three in West Coast Conference play. Speaking of 7, number 7 ranked BYU men's volleyball trying to bounce back after back-to-back losses. They open Mountain Pacific Sports Federation play against number 5 Pepperdine tonight in Malibu. Tough matchup, 10 Eastern, 8 Mountain. The Cougars led by sophomore Gabby Garcia-Fernandez, who leads the MPSF in kills per set at 4.58. They seek to, to end a six-consecutive set losing streak. That does not happen very often. When you're swept twice in a row, it just doesn't happen to BYU. Good luck to the Cougars. Men's tennises Matthew Pierce and Mateo Varal Melendez were named the WCC Men's Tennis Doubles Team of the Week. Pierce and Varal defeated Mitch Johnson and Felipe Acosta of Utah State 6-3 to to clinch the doubles point and help the Cougars defeat the Aggies 4-3. to That pair undefeated 4-0 this season. All rise and shout. It's time for signing day. What's trending? You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. This is new this year because today is actually the second time that potential signees have had a chance to commit to BYU or whatever the school is of their choice. The early signing period began on December 19th. At that time, 14 players committed to the Cougars of BYU. Let's remind you of who was part of that early signing class. Headlining the early signing period was the much-coveted quarterback out of Arizona, Jacob Conover. And he is a guy that once he was in Jason, he was in, meaning he gave his all to BYU, and he has now gone on the recruiting trail for the coaches. Yeah, he was. this was a, a young man whose dream it was to play quarterback at BYU. Now he gets to live that. Mission on February 12th, so he is a mission-first guy hoping to be back and ready for spring ball in 2021. Again, the recruiting that he has done for this program, hard to put a price on that. Once you're in and you're trying to get other guys to come and play with you, yeah, t- needless to say, the coaches really like that guy. And because he's been a BYU guy the whole time, he's a gunslinger, good decision maker, and he's got outstanding pocket presence for a guy coming out of high school. Yeah, this is, it's a big-time get for BYU, no question about it. Four-star recruit. According to 247 Sports, Rivals, and ESPN, and in the ESPN Top 300, he is ranked number 104. Other offensive commits from December, how about Blake Freeland? And Jason, we saw what the BYU offense is capable of late in the season last year. They're excited about both of these guys coming in. The question is, when will they be able to contribute? And how will they be able to contribute to an offense that feels like they're already in pretty good hands? Yeah, there's no question that uh, there's a, a, a feeling after having one year under offense coordinator Jeff Grimes. Now you have a better idea of what the offense will look like. Now you can start to take some of these players and see where they fit within Jeff Grimes' offense. Now, I should say this about Blake Freeland. He is a guy that could play either side. He was a defensive lineman out of Harriman High School. No mission, serious basketball player. He's got a drop-step dunk that the coaches <laughs> rave about. So, needless to say, wherever he ends up, whichever side of the ball he's on, the Cougars are looking for him to make an immediate impact because he is not a mission-first guy. Uh, offensive lineman Brock Gunderson is also an early signee back in December. 6'4", 265 offensive lineman from Cypress, Texas. This is a guy, obviously, big frame at 6'4", and 265. This is what the BYU offensive line, this is the type of guy that they're looking for. And, and it was funny, actually, when he committed a couple months ago, uh, he, his tweet wa- 
was uh, goodbye hair, hashtag committed. <laughs> He's got the flowing locks. It was very impressive, but he knew his days with the long hair, they're now over. Also, speaking of the offensive line, Eli Unatoa, the 6'5", 290-pound, and they assume he will probably play tackle at BYU. He is a mission-first kid. His brother is at Utah. His father is Morris Unatoa. So, yeah, Mo played at yeah, BYU. absolutely. So this is, I mean, another stocking, stockpiling offensive line recruits. This, this is what made BYU dominant for a very long time, getting great play from the offensive line. Have you heard of the tight end position at BYU, Jason? I have. Because they are adding to the ranks Ethan Erickson out of Kahuku. High School, 6'5", 225 pounds, very, very athletic. The kid punted uh, to show his uh, vast array of capabilities. Uh, he also played basketball. He worked with a running program in high school. Kahuku likes to run the ball, so this is a little bit different in that he's coming to an offense where, hey, they like to throw the ball a little bit more to the tight ends, but Ethan Erickson out of Kahuku High School in Kahuku, Hawaii, uh, a mission-first guy. We will see him in 2021. Carter Wheat, add his name to the list of early signees for BYU, and not a mission guy. Another tight end, 6'4", 225, out of Red Mountain High School. He's in Mesa, Arizona, so another Mesa product coming to BYU. Could play linebacker. Steve Clark, the tight end's coach, really likes him. Again, there are so many battles that happen (laughs) once the players have committed to the program of, okay, where can we utilize them the most effectively? A lot of position changes happen. This is not uncommon for college football. It's just a matter of putting them in a position to succeed. So he could play linebacker. If Steve Clark doesn't have his way and gets him in the tight end room, he is another BYU legacy kid. Uh, so it's nice to see. His father, Warren Wheat, was an offensive lineman for BYU in uh, the late 80s and the heydays of BYU football and Ty Detmer. Um, he's drafted by the Rams early in 1989. So it's good to see the legacy kids continue here for BYU football. Another uh, offensive weapon, and I certainly mean weapon, 6'3", 190-pound Keanu Hill. Whoa. Out of Trinity High School in Euless, Texas. <laughs> Listen to this pedigree. You like that Keanu yeah. reference, don't you? Whoa. Whoa. Uh, his dad was an All-American at Texas Tech. Played for the Chicago Bears. Okay, so that's impressive mm-hmm. right there. Mm-hmm. Then his uncle was Roy Williams, played for the Cowboys. So you're talking about his dad and uncle both playing in the National Football League. This is a guy with speed, size at 6'3". They're very excited to be able, speaking of BYU, getting him in, and he was another one of the early signing period. Another guy, wide receiver, that the Cougar coaches are ecstatic about is Chase Roberts, the wide receiver from American Fork, 6'4", 195 pounds. The guy has speed. He is super impressive, and it was a big get for BYU. There were a lot of programs that were after Chase Roberts, and and BYU getting him was a, a massive, signing for the Cougars, uh, received his mission call to Calgary. He's going to enter the MTC in March. All right, those are your early signing period offensive commitments for BYU. Again, the Cougars welcomed 14 back in mid-late December-ish. We will get to the new guys joining the fold a little bit later, but not before we go back to Lauren McLean one more time, who is in the Marriott Center continuing to party. Lauren, what's happening there right now? Well, I'm with Athletic Director Tom Homo right now. Tom, you and I were just talking about how cool of an atmosphere it is right now in the Marriott Center. What went behind setting this signing day up? We just have an incredible marketing crew. They've done a great job. It's social media now. Signing day is not just 
uh, you mail in the facts and then you report it the next day. I love that there's a great environment and ambiance here in the Marriott Center. It feels great and it's only appropriate for announcing the future of BYU football. What do you feel like has been the vibe and the emphasis so far into today's signing day? Well, I think it's interesting because the signing day has changed over the last year and that you can have early signings. So we have a lot of kids that have already signed and will announce them or re-announce them today, as well as the ones that today are signing. But together, it's the first time that we announce the class and publicize it. You mentioned that in the past, you usually had former players come and announce these signees. Today, you have more current players. What went behind that mindset? I think it's a little change of pace. Um, we try to keep it fresh. And in the past, when we had, when we did it actually in the football offices and we invited our former players back, it was a great opportunity to bring them back and include them. And they know they're in the program. I think Kalani's done a very good job of bringing them in and making them part of it. But today, the thought was these are going to be teammates. And there's no better way to kick it off than to have a wide receiver introduce a new freshman wide receiver coming up. It's great. Yeah, I like that. What do you feel, how do you feel about the 2019 signing class so far? You know, I, I really like the class. I'm always um, a little bit conservative on my announcements or my feelings about it because being a football coach and being a player, I know that it's not who you bring in, it's how they develop. Now, certainly, BYU hasn't been known for getting five-star recruits. Our our um, success in the past has been based on bringing in maybe lower level kind of blue collar overachievers and then developing developing them to become great players a great example is i think our coaches this year have done an incredible job of recruiting um, walk-ons recruited walk-ons with preferred walk-ons so they don't sign national letters of intent but they they're coming and it's a deep class. So, so I'm curious as who's the next Chad Lewis? Yeah. Who's the next um, Lee Johnson? You know, who's the next Dennis Pitta? Yeah. We have a tradition and a history at BYU football of bringing in kids that no one knew of, and then they play in the NFL. Yeah. And that's what I'm looking forward to is to seeing which kids come and join the program today, whether they're a scholarship kid or a walk-on kid, and how they join together to make a great team. And yeah, BYU tends to get the best out of those kids that come in. Tom, thanks for the time. My pleasure. We appreciate it. Let's send it back day, to those Lauren. guys in Studio B. All right, thanks, Lauren, with the Athletic Director Tom Homo from BYU. Now to early signees back in the December signing period on the defensive side of the ball. Michael Daly is a name that you should uh, become very familiar with. 6A Defensive Player of the Year, 6'3", 220 pounds out of Lone Peak High School. And when you talk to his high school coaches and the BYU coaches, they say collectively he is a guy that plays his best football in the most high-stress, high-pressure football games. He excelled in the playoffs. When things were that much more important, that's when he essentially shone the brightest. Well, and that's, that's what you're looking for from these guys. And, I, and that's one of the things you look at when you recruit players is how do they handle stressful situations. And for him to be able to excel in those situations, obviously his stock rises because of that. How about 24 and a half sacks for Michael Daly? Is that good? In his senior season and four blocked punts. The dude is a playmaker. Also on the defensive side of the ball, defensive back Caleb Christensen. He is a local kid, a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, Mission Probable. He runs a 10-8, 100-meters. He has all types of speed. Gennaro Guilford excited to get him back uh, in the defensive backfield. Could be a potential kick returner. 
BYU intends to play him at cornerback and keep him at cornerback because he has that speed and that, a little bit of length back there. Keeping on the, uh, the topic of defensive backs, Eric Ellison committed uh, back in December. He's a 5'11", 170-pound defensive back out of uh, Mount San Jacinto College. This is a guy that played all over the field. He played offense, he played defense, and on both sides of the ball played multiple positions. So you could probably categorize him as one of those athlete recruits that can come in and you can plug him wherever you need him. Also, George Udo, uh, defensive back out of Walnut Creek, California, 6'1", 210. Expect him to probably be in the mix for safety. And he ran a 4.340. I mean, that's Spencer Linton speed right there. <laughs> yeah, 4.340 uh, steps. Is, is that what you were getting However at, you want to look at it. Okay. I just figure that's, that's something you can relate to. Well, I, I know all about a 4.940. <laughs> Continuing on, Brooks Miley, 6'3", 250-pound defensive lineman out of Pineview High School in southern Utah, St. George. Three-star recruit according to 247 Sports and ESPN. 2018 Deseret News All-State second team selection in Utah. He is not a mission first guy. He's expected to be an impact player on the interior defensive line playing defensive tackle. Brooks will be joined by Bruce Mitchell, and Mitchell is a guy who will go on a mission first. 6'4", 265 pounds out of South Summit High School in Camas, Utah. Another interior lineman on that defensive front for BYU Guys that Kalani Satake and Elisa Tuiaki absolutely love. He's your typical tough, hard-nosed Utah farm boy kid, outdoors enthusiast. If uh, you need to go on a wilderness survival trek, then uh, Bruce is your guy. <laughs> Would you say he's country strong? Oh, he is country, country strong. He All is right. country strong straight out of Camas, Utah. All right, I like it. Coming up, Ed Lamb and Zach Wilson. They will both join us this hour with Kalani Satake headlining hour number two. Also, there are a number of gentlemen that have also inked their names on the dotted line. We'll get the details of who has joined the BYU football fold in just a moment. And for the second time this week, offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes will join the program. How does he measure success on signing day? All to come, this is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Behind the mic is tonight at 8 Eastern on BYU Radio. Get better acquainted with Cougars past and present as Greg Rubel hosts a weekly hour of in-depth conversation. This week's guests include Brandon Davies as well as BYU football player development and on-campus recruiting coordinator Tasha Bell. That's tonight, 8 Eastern on BYU Radio. It is a two-hour National Letter of Intent Day slash Signing Day special on BYU Sports Nation. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jason Shepard. Lauren McLean is on location at the recruiting party, the Signing Day party happening at the Marriott Center. We'll hear from her again in just a moment. You can listen to BYUSN On Demand by downloading the BYU Sports Nation podcast. Always watch the show at BYUSN.com and experience it whenever, wherever, and however you want. As promised, there are three new names to add to the list. We just went through all of the early signing period guys back in December that inked with BYU football. Now to the guys adding their names today, and it starts with Luke Andrada, a running back slash wide receiver out of Pueblo East High School in Pueblo, Colorado. That's uh, just south of Colorado Springs. Dual sport guy. He's going to play football and run track for BYU. And uh, you can imagine if he's running track with that (laughs) Jeff Grimes jet sweep, that may come into play, Jason. He's a big play guy, and they really like his experience 
uh, they, they, uh, the coaches say that he's seen it all. He, he's seen a lot of different packages uh, in his high school days, and, and they're really comfortable with his maturity as a football yeah, player. Yeah, very fast, and, and one of those guys that definitely fills a need for the BYU offense. I mean, he's a guy that threw for over 3,000 yards and 33 <laughs> touchdowns as a senior quarterback. Um, but a la Micah Simon and a few of these other guys that played quarterback in high school and will move to other positions to utilize that athleticism. Cade Albright uh, up next. Now, Cade is, when talking to uh, Alema Fatisimanu, he, he used the word twitchy, and they really <laughs> like his lateral quickness. He's, got, he's torquey as a player. He can go from zero to 60, if you will, in just uh, a few seconds. Uh, they were in a battle with Utah over this guy, excited to get him over the Utes. Defensive lineman, 6'5", 215, another three-star athlete, according to 247 Sports and ESPN. And out of California, he is a top 100 prospect. Uh, also, Javel Brown, which, interesting enough, when I first saw this, for some reason, in my mind, my, my head translated uh, Javel to Lavelle. And I'm like, well, if Lavelle Brown is coming, like, he couldn't have picked a better school to come to. Then I realized the, uh, the L in my mind was a J. He's a 6'1", 180-pound running back, wide receiver. And the word that was used in describing him, he is a dude. Yeah. And they said, great, fine, may have a future on defense. We'll, we'll see. But this is a guy that can certainly take it to the yeah, house. A guy that Ed Lamb worked on for quite a while. They call him a house call guy. He makes exciting plays um, and uh, really – uh, can flex on those big plays. He, he's a guy that could play on either side of the ball. Yep. Coaches will continue to argue over that. Lobbying over that, yeah. For the second time this week, BYU offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes is with us on BYU Sports Nation. This time he is in Studio B and looking fresh, Coach. We heard that the mustache was gone when you told us on the phone. Now, I believe this is your first national television public appearance post-mustache. Is that correct? Um... I guess so. I don't keep track of that sort of thing, but yeah, probably so. How do you, how do you feel about it? Uh, you know what? I, I made a deal with my wife, who hates my mustache, by the way. Um, I made a deal with her that I would shave it at the end of the season, so the day after the bowl game, it, it was gone. But Any chance fine. it may make another appearance this I w- season? I would um this coming season. Or just in well, the future. Well, you know, it, it showed up in... August. August Ash was when um, our offensive staff decided to start that. And so I would say that there might be a possibility of uh, recurrence sometime in the future. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're going to go through all of the offensive guys that are a part of the signing class for BYU. But before we get into the details of that, uh, I want to get your take on how you measure success on a signing day. When, when do you sit back and think, yeah, that was a successful signing day? Yeah, it, it, in most places, you would measure it three or four or five years down the road. Here, that might be six or seven years down Crazy. the road. Um, honestly, everybody has great things to say about their signing class on signing day, and we certainly feel that way, or we wouldn't have recruited these guys. Um, but I, I've, been, I've, I've been doing this thing long enough to know that sometimes um, guys surprise you. And, and I think in our case, maybe more so than others, those are pleasant surprises, but sometimes players disappoint you and may take a little bit longer to develop or may not ever quite become a fit for you. And I, I've, been, I've been in the situation where we took a guy last minute, last second take at the 12th hour, so to speak, the night before signing day. And I had been recruiting other guys who were four and five star guys for a couple of years. And in that late take, the guy that, that um, not nearly as many people 
um, were after ended up outperforming the other guys. And so there are so many factors that go into a player's a player's development and eventual effectiveness that you really don't know at least at least until a year or two down the road. As you mentioned, you're certainly no stranger to recruiting. You're no stranger to recruiting at BYU. What what aspect of BYU strikes the biggest chord with recruits? Um, I think for the right for the right kids, this is a perfect fit. And then for a lot of kids, it's not a fit at all. And so when you when you when you find that match, that match between BYU and everything that it stands for, and and what we want to do as a football program, and what we want to stand for, and being an ambassador uh, for the school, um, you, when you find that matched with a young man who wants to be a part of something like that, and it fits his personality and his moral code and his athleticism, then uh, that's something really cool. How receptive are the recruits now that they have seen what you want to do on offense and have a year of tape to watch on BYU football? How has that changed your recruiting philosophy, if you will? Uh, at least they have something to look at, and we can point to, um, I think, a marked improvement, um, although certainly certainly have a lot of room to grow, which sometimes can be a positive, too. We can still point to needs that we definitely have on our offense. But last year there were still a lot of questions about, what exactly is the offense going to look like? And there were a couple of players who um, who had been very interested in BYU for a long time but weren't quite ready to commit or sign until they found out a little bit more about it. And so there were, there were some guys last year, um, Gunnar Romney and um, I can't remember who else. There were a couple of other guys that uh, – Dallin Holker that, um, that in that last – those last couple of weeks um, – pushed our way and, and committed once we had a time once we had an opportunity to spend some time with them and, and talk to them about what we're doing. Obviously this year um, we have more to go on. Sure. BYU offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes with us on signing day. Let's go through uh, the signing class. We'll start with uh, uh, the gentleman that inked their dotted or inked their names on the dotted line back in December, uh, starting with uh, a highly touted quarterback, Jacob Conover out of Arizona. For somebody that is new to BYU football and new to Jacob Conover, how would you explain what he brings to BYU football? Well, um, it always starts with the quarterback, right? Um, and so I'm glad we're starting with him. But Jacob is a guy that soon after I got this job, I heard about him and, and, and went and saw him uh, when we were recruiting Gunner. Saw him at the high school, saw him in the, in the weight room lifting weights, which is probably not the best place to evaluate <laughs> Jake Conover, okay? Um, he's, not, he's not an extremely big guy and, and not the most physically impressive looking guy, um, but had a real personality, a real confidence about him, but, but not um, braggadocious in, in any way, very comfortable in his own skin. And so then I had an opportunity to come back and watch him practice in the spring. And I watched the entire practice. I watched, I watched from warm-ups all the way to the very end. I saw, him, I saw him throw individual cuts with receivers. I throw, saw him throw routes on air, seven-on-seven, one-on-ones team. And in about a two-hour practice, I never saw him make a bad throw. Not one throw was outside um, the normal catching radius of what you would expect a receiver to catch the ball in. And so was just really impressed with his accuracy, even more impressed with his personality and how he related to everybody that was around him. Uh, little kids who would come up and talk to him who just happened to be there watching practice, parents, his teammates, his coaches, just a great deal of, of respect um, for everybody that, that he spoke with and a real, real comfort level. 
And so I think he's got natural leadership. Let's talk about three offensive linemen, something you know a little bit about. Uh, Blake Freeland, Brock Gunderson, and Eli Unatoa. What can you tell us about those three offensive linemen? Well, first, they all three fit, fit the eyeball test. If they walked into the room, you'd say, oh, those are some big dudes right there. And, uh, and obviously, we like that. Sizes and everything, but it's a starting point for offensive linemen. And, you know, I think that's one thing that should be a strength for us here at BYU. We should be able um, to match up with people in most cases in terms of size and, and, and length. And so these, these three guys all do that. Um, I'm just looking at the list here. So Brock Gunderson, um, more of an interior player. He played tackle in high school. I think he'll be a guard, maybe a center. Um, he's bigger than that now. He's probably 6'4", 290, 95. Um, kind of a throwback, an old school player, just a, a mauler. Uh, you put him in a phone booth with a guy and you feel very confident about who's coming out of there. <laughs> Plays in a triple option offense which some guys don't like. It doesn't really bother me because it gives him a chance to, to show his aggression. And, you know, I uh, heard an old coach say once, I'd rather put a bit in his mouth than a foot in his rear end, you know. And so I'd rather have to teach a guy to pass block than take a guy who's a, a, more of a finesse player and have to teach him how to run block because you don't know if that guy has that. If a guy has enough athleticism, then you can teach him how to pass block. But if he doesn't show you that aggression, then it's hard to know whether he'll ever be the tough guy that you want. And so I like his toughness and I like, um, I like who he is as a player. Um, Blake Freeland, really, really big, tall kid, pr- a little bit of a projection, but like a lot of the best offensive linemen I've ever coached, Played other positions. Yeah, he was a stand-up defensive lineman in high school. Yeah, and a tight end and a quarterback the years before that. Um, a really big athlete, runs well, catches the ball well, got good hands. I watched him play basketball, and you know sometimes you watch a big uh, lineman prospect play basketball, and they're there just to play defense and use up their fouls, but. Um, that's not him. He's a good basketball player. Moves well on the floor and and throws down dunks every game. Yeah, the and, drop step dunk. Yeah, absolutely has that. And and um, and I like his competitive spirit. Really competitive. Um, I think the game means a lot to him, and you can see that in the way that he plays. But I think he's going to be an excellent offensive tackle. Um, and then Eli Unatoa, uh, similar in terms of size. Um, a really good athlete for his size. He's probably, I'd say, at least 6'5", maybe 6'6", and in that 290, 95 range. Really good athlete, light on his feet, um, and, and I think a guy that's going to that's gonna just be huge. I think by the time he's done playing, I mean, he, he looks lean at 290 pounds right now, almost thin. By the time he's um, in his second or third year, He'll probably be a 330-pound guy okay. and still and still look lean and be able to move. And you know his dad dad played here, so it comes from great bloodlines. It's just a a great great family, and really glad to have him. Yeah, it's good to see those legacy uh, ties continue for BYU football, especially uh, on the offensive line. Now for a couple of tight ends, Ethan Erickson and Carter Wheat, um, joining uh, a group that was pretty productive for you last year. What do you think about uh, these two tight ends coming in? I think they, they, um, they fit well with what BYU has always had, and that's, that's all-purpose tight ends who can do a lot of things. I'll talk about Carter first. Um, I recruited him. He's from my area in, in Arizona and went by and saw him the same time uh, that I first got to know, know Jacob, um, January of his junior year, and, and he looked okay. And then I went back in May, and he looked better. He was growing, and he was filling out. Um, but was was in a in a high school program, a really good program, Red Mountain High School, really really well coached by Mike Peterson. Um, 
but I don't think uh, had kind of come into his own yet as a junior. And so I went and watched him practice in the spring and he was hurt and so didn't get to see him do much. And so we said, okay, come to camp. And he came to camp and just blew us away. Really, really impressed with his athleticism and his toughness. And I think he's, he's that, um, that guy that, that can be equal part blocker and equal part receiver, which is really important for us. And I think he's got the right mindset. So looking forward to, to him joining us. And then um, Ethan Erickson, honestly, we didn't know a whole lot about until he showed up at camp this summer. He showed up and, and he's a little bit leaner and, and still will need to fill out a little bit more. And you can see his athleticism. I watched him play basketball, really light on his feet, runs the court really well. Um, but for a guy that's tall and lean like he is, we, we in camp we put him in there and told him, hey, put your hand in the dirt and go go block this defensive end right here and, and really did a nice job. Wasn't scared. Matter of fact, liked it. You know, hey, Coach, can I do that some more? <laughs> awesome. Yeah, come on in here. He comes from a run-heavy program at Kahuku. Yeah, he does. Um, but, you know, in a couple of years when he gets back, um, I think he's going he's gonna to be a fine player for us too. Really, really happy with both those guys. And at that position, we got three guys coming back from from missions, and so we're um, we're going to have a lot of competition at tight end this fall. So it'll be fun. Before we let you go, I wanted to ask you about the two wide receivers, Keanu Hill out of Texas, and then Chase Roberts, the uh, the local stud from American Fork. What can you tell us about both those receivers? Well, Keanu is a guy that we got to know early in recruiting. Uh, Ryan Pugh did a really nice job recruiting him, getting to know his family. Um, comes from a really good pedigree. His dad was a great player at Texas Tech, and um, and mom was an athlete as well. And he's just a really good all-around athlete. You know, he, um, he does a lot of things well. He's, he's, um, he, he has good hands, runs, the, runs routes well, not afraid to block and mix it up. Comes from a tough program. And so I think he's a tough-minded guy that will bring something um, to the table in terms of his competitiveness and, and toughness. Like him a lot, like his confidence, like his personality. Um, and then Chase, obviously, we've been recruiting for a long time. I got to see him a lot because my son goes to American Fork and played on the team, so I got to see every Friday night game that we were in town for. And uh, golly, that guy's, guy's, uh, guy's special. He's a great combination of size, speed, and hands. His catch um, radius is crazy. Yeah, it really, really is. And you know, I, I saw him a couple times this year get hurt and play injured, not let it bother him, take some really big shots over the middle, and not be afraid to go up and get the ball and then and then come back in the next series and go do it again. Uh, but just just a great young man, another legacy whose dad played here, and just um, just a great great kid and a great athlete. And can't wait to uh, to get him back here. Outstanding in depth look at the offensive signees with offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes on BYU Sports Nation and. Uh, Last but not least, the two guys that uh, we mentioned just moments ago that have signed their names today, Luke Andrada and Javel Brown. Uh, Luke, of course, is a multifaceted player. He was a quarterback in high school. He's listed as a running back wide receiver, and then Javel is a big bruising back. What do you think about these two guys, and where do you plan on using them? Well, I think first, both those guys improve our team's speed. Both those guys fit a need that we have, which is improving overall speed. And I think both of them could play a number of different positions. Um, uh, Luke, we see as being a guy, you know, he played quarterback in high school, and you can see him do all sorts of things on film. So we can see him fitting in at, at running back or receiver. And if you were defensively inclined, you might say he could play DB as well, but I don't care about any of that. I just <laughs> I want to see him run with the ball in his hands, and that's what he wants too. So I think it's going to work out just fine for us. Um, 
And then Javelle um, is a guy that played a lot of positions too. Um, played all over the field. I said, "How does your coach just? How do you decide where you where you play?" He goes, "Coach just tells me where to go each play, and I go there and do whatever <laughs> he tells me to." And really, really kind of a cool perspective on the game. But but um, really excited about about his athleticism and his upside. I think he's a guy that has great size and good speed, and I think he's a guy that that will continue to, to really develop in the next couple of years and, and, again, could play a number of different positions. Coach, great to have you with us. We appreciate the time and the insight into all of these guys and know this is an exciting day. And I hope uh, for your sanity and sake you get some uh, really relaxing days off here coming up after an intense recruiting period. We will, we will have a few of those, and then, uh, and then before long we'll be ready to go for spring ball. All right. Thanks, Co- Coach. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks for having me. Coming up, Zach Wilson joins the show. He was in this position last year as a new signee. Plus, how's his shoulder? And next, Ed Lamb talks linebackers and special teams with us on National Signing Day 2019 for BYU football. This is BYU Sports Nation. Looking fresh, coach. Welcome back to National Signing Day, a two-hour special of BYU Sports Nation live on BYU TV, simulcast on Sirius XM Channel 143 BYU Radio. Let's get right back to Lauren McLean, who is at Signing Day Central and the party in the Marriott Center. Lauren, you have running backs coach A.J. Stewart. I have A.J. with me right now. A.J., Signing Day was not like this back when you played. What do you think of this big to-do today? It's, this is incredible. I mean, it just it gives you goosebumps just being in this environment. and It just shows you how much pride BYU takes in their football program, and I'm, I'm just very appreciative you know, to be in this type of environment. You kind of had a big responsibility uh, during recruiting period because running backs were a huge emphasis. You're losing Braden Bakri, Squally Canada, Riley Burt. What kind of back were you looking for on your trips? Uh, really more so, we're just looking for a dynamic guy that can come in and, and uh, compete immediately, you know, in our backfield. And uh, we like we didn't leave any stone unturned, you know, during this recruiting process. And I think we've uh, done a great job in, in getting the type of guys that, that are going to help this program, um, not only in the long run, run but immediately as well. And one of those guys is Luke Andrada, who you guys just signed, dual sport athlete. He's going to do track as well. So he's really quick. I hear he's a guy that that a lot of the coaches were fighting over. What need is he going to fill on the running back side? Well, number one, he's he's a, a guy with incredible speed that we don't have in our program in general. I mean, he's a 10.6-hundred-meter uh, uh, guy, and uh, you watch his film, he's just a blazer. You know, So we took him as an athlete. I'm not exactly sure what uh, spot he'll fill on our roster um, as of now, uh, but he brings this, this team overall speed that uh, we, we really don't have right now. And so that, I think that's the biggest uh, shoes that he'll fill immediately is just giving us that team speed that we need. And that'll be nice to have with this, this tough and top-heavy schedule coming up. AJ, we appreciate the time. Thanks so much. Thank have you. fun the rest of the signing day. Guys, we'll send it back to you in Studio B. All right, Lauren McLean with the running backs coach. Now we have BYU assistant head coach and linebackers coach, special teams coordinator superstar Ed Lamb is back with us. Ed, welcome. Thank you. Did you say superstar? I did say yeah. superstar. <laughs> wow. Oh, appreciate that. You're ready yeah, to live thanks. up to that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what kind of expectations are there here this morning? Well, a guy that wears cowboy boots around the football offices, I have a lot of respect for. You had those on yesterday. Is that a common occurrence? Um, no, not, not particularly. I, yeah, just, just one of my pair of shoes. <laughs> yeah. Feeling the cowboy mojo yesterday? Yeah, you know, in the wintertime. It's, uh, okay. it, it's a good, good fit for me and uh, keeps my socks out of the snow. 
<laughs> it's logic. Yeah. Just one it. pair of boots. You have multiple pair of cowboy boots. I've I've got multiple pair. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. See again, you're a superstar, man. That's that's a superstar. <laughs> I, I didn't know it was quality, that easy. Quality yeah. right there. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't wear them today. Uh, no, it's all good. You have an outstanding crew of linebackers that, as new additions or off missions, um, and uh, we got a lot to discuss. Not a lot of time to do it, so let's get right to it about this exciting core. Starting with Chaz Ayu, who was a safety, defensive backfield guy coming out of high school, but now he's he's bulked up and he's going to play linebacker. He does. Yeah, he had he had big growth potential when he showed up. He's got broad shoulders and uh, and big big thick legs and so even though he was uh, built uh, a bit like a safety and and played some of that even in his freshman year uh, before leaving on his mission he did play some linebacker for us appeared on the field at the linebacker spot so we think that'll be a good a good spot for him to come back to we have need at that position and I think uh, right away he'll be competing for a playing time starting position and certainly add depth what can you tell us about Ben Bywater and Salofafuna um, well, so yeah, um, Salofa is back on campus right now, and so so he's uh, he's working r- working really hard. He's got uh, it's kind of a mad dash for some of these guys that come in in January, right, to get to be ready for spring practice. And so he's got about an eight week winter conditioning period, and then moving on into spring practice, expect him to compete at the uh, at the middle linebacker position. Ben will be back in the fall. Uh, he's not on on campus right now, but uh, we're excited about. His return was a, was a fantastic uh, high school player with a ton of versatility, a lot of uh, length. And so I think um, those guys, you know, that, that have that kind of height and arm length, they can really play all three of the linebacker positions and, and even a fourth when we line up in our 3-4 defense. I think he can rush the passer a bit as well. All right, Preston Lewis, Keenan Peely, and Alex Miskella uh, round out uh, some notable returnees uh, that are excited. And, and I've talked to a few of these guys. They're uh, they're anxious to get back in the fold. What can you tell us about Preston, Keenan, and Alex? Uh, Preston, yeah, Preston, Keenan, uh, both really are, are it's in terms of length, again, um, staying on that uh, subject. Um, Preston will be back in the fall and is not here now. Keenan is back in training and uh, in school. So able to speak a little bit more toward how, how Keenan is progressing right now. Excited to work with him in spring practice. Keenan, um, you know, he he probably put on a good solid ten pounds, and and when I say solid, I mean I was just shocked when he showed up. Wow! And uh, but knowing you know knowing his his family and the, the way that they work and uh, the way that they train, um, you know it shouldn't be that much of a surprise. So really excited about uh, Keenan Preston again. I think he can play a number of positions for us. Anxious to get him back this summer and start working with him. And uh, Alex Miskella was uh, actually just delayed his initial enrollment. He signed with us as you as you know. Over a year ago, and, and instead of coming in in the fall, he just continued to train. And he's probably more of a middle linebacker for us. He's already one of the strongest players on the team. Yeah, not apparently one of the he's dominating freshmen. the weight room right now. So. He's, a, he's a dominant <laughs> weight room guy. Um, you know, he I go uh, way back 20 years with, with his uh, head football coach, Ray Fenton, mm-hmm. who's, who's coached a lot of different places around the West. But uh, Ray notified us that this was a guy that would be a great fit at BYU. And, and um, so... We started recruiting him and got him to sign, and right now he's doing really well on campus. Fantastic. All right, Coach, we're going to push pause on this just for a moment because Zach Wilson has got to get to class, and he is with Lauren McLean. We've got to get the guys to class on time, so let's go to Lauren with Zach right now back in the Marriott Center. He's got to get to class. It's called Creating, creating a Good Life. Creating a Good That's Life. That's the class yeah, you have? It is. Yeah, I mean, you can't miss that. You can't miss it. I can't help but notice you have a new accessory. Yeah. It looks good. What's the situation with your arm? No, so it's actually nothing's wrong. I mean, it's just for the show. <laughs> wow thanks yeah, just, just no. to create a little drama yeah it's just a little uh, high school problem I had uh, 
been bugging me for a couple years. Um, I figured I should try and get it fixed now before this next season, just better now than, than waiting. So I wanted yeah. to be ready by this next season, so I figured get it in January before next season comes so so what's your recovery plan like yeah so just hitting rehab every day i'll be training with john beck and stuff down in, in california um just re-strengthening the arm stuff like that but i should be back by summertime um sometime just depending on how things go how my mobility comes back all that kind yeah. of stuff so i mean it shouldn't be a too big big big, big of a deal i mean my sh- shoulder wasn't nearly as bad as a lot of guys that we've seen or, you know, Drew Brees and stuff like that. So uh, I should be able to recover well. Oh, yeah. If it's not as bad as Drew Brees, you're good to go. Yeah. So you want to be back by summertime. What are your plans for spring ball? What do you plan to do during that time? Yeah, just mentally, you know, come and check with everything and, and be a part of the team in the huddle and with the coaches. Make sure I'm still watching film, coming up with Utah and, and like, the game plan and making sure I have an input of what I want to be done or whatever the thing is and making sure I'm, you know, helping out my receivers and getting on, getting our connection of whatever it is that we can do off the field, whether it's I can't throw for a while. So, um, you know, we'll have to make that kind of stuff up eventually, but just kind of, you know, helping out as much as I can in in spring ball. Zach, one year ago you were here just as a signee yourself. Now you're the starting quarterback. (laughs) What has this year been like for you? Yeah, it's been crazy. I remember this signing day. Remember, I was announcing someone's name last year in January, and then I got my name announced by someone else. So I was already on. I was here doing the same thing I was doing last year, but then I also got my name announced. So um, I got here earlier, which was cool. But uh, you know, it, this this year has flown by. I mean, to think that um, it's been a year already from now is, is crazy to think. So uh, you know, it's been an exciting roller coaster. What advice do you have for these these young guys coming in that are in the 2019 signing class? Yeah, just don't wait. I mean, the biggest thing is so many people get here and they just want to, they just want to take their time. Like, oh, I'm a freshman. I think I should, you know, hang out and hang out for a while and, and, you know, just lift and get stronger and don't really take football seriously and try and settle in. But, you know, you just got to take it serious from the beginning and you got to prove that you want to be here and you want to play early and that, you know, even if you're three or four years younger than some people that you can hang with them and that you just got to step it up. So Yeah, well, you're definitely a good example of that. You proved yourself <laughs> you. very well in the first year. We're going to let you get to class. Oh, thank Thanks you. Thanks for appreciate the time, it. Zach. We yeah, appreciate it. All thank right, you. back to you guys. Okay, Zach Wilson and his new uh, accessory. That's <laughs> good to know. He was just, looking just wearing it for just, effect. Just That's for awesome. Effect. Okay, but back in the summer and uh, love the kids' confidence. Okay, now back with Ed Lamb once again. And I'm really excited about uh, – this next linebacker, Michael Daly, uh, a kid from Alpine, Utah, was just a stud at Lone Peak High School. 24 and a half sacks as a senior, four blocked punts. Could you be any more excited about a guy with those statistics coming into your position group and what you do especially? Uh, he's, he's such a finisher. I mean, just tremendous speed, get off. He's got all ty- ty- kinds of athleticism. Again, a guy that I think could play middle linebacker, outside linebacker. Um, obviously, he rushes the passer for his high school. That's just that's his role there. I don't I don't think he'll be a defensive end for us, but he a great fit at linebacker. Um, father was a teammate of mine here, Neil Daly, at in the at the linebacker position. We were together, so it was nice to kind of make that reconnection as well and get to know uh, them both through the recruiting process. Michael. Um, you know, I mean, he, he knows how to win, right? A tremendous uh, winning streak for Lone Peak at the end of the season to capture a state championship after having a few losses early in the season. And so he'll bring that leadership as well, an expectation to make plays. Super excited about his future. He played his best football in the biggest games. 
That's it, an exciting trend. He did. And and talking to Coach uh, Brockbank, uh, you know, a big part of, of the way that they progressed throughout the season was kind of finding the ways to let Michael loose, right? Like uh, I said, man, four blocked punts. That's incredible. That's crazy. And, and, and Coach Brockbank says, uh, well, um, yeah, you had some roughing the punter penalties in there too. And so they're just kind of learn to channel Michael and then uh, means great thing for the team. Let's talk some kickers. Jake Oldroyd is back from his mission. It seems like just yesterday he was he was splitting the uprights to beat Arizona. Break out the green cleats, that's Jake. That's right. That's right. He's back from his yeah. mission now. What's the situation in terms? Is it an open competition with Skylar Southam? How, how do you envision the kicking duties for next year? Absolutely, always an open competition, and and every player on our team at every position understands that. That's a that's a critical part of sports, as you guys know, a critical part of the way that we run our program. And uh, it's the best guy for the job. It's not about the guy who loses the job. I mean, yeah, you know, boohoo, and and I've been there. I've been on the bench. It feels bad, all that stuff, but. It's about the guy who deserves to be in the game and the 122 other teammates there on the team that deserve to have the best chance to win. We hear a ton about Ryan Rico uh, at the punter position, and Lee Johnson is excited about this guy. What can you tell us about him and what's his plan moving forward as he comes back from his mission? Um, yes, Ryan is a tremendous athlete, um, basketball player, tight end, defensive end. Uh, you could potentially be, I mean, w- with his bone structure, he, and we're not going to try to do this to him, but he could be a guy that would carry 290-plus pounds and be an offensive tackle, defensive tackle. So um, so we see his value most as an athlete coming into the team. He's a tr- um, traditional or, or pro-style punter, um, not a rollout punter which which we've used for the most part it'll be great competition at the punter position and then I think you know by the time that uh, that Ryan gets rolling in his career you know Danny will have he'll be in his uh, final year or two of his career and so we'll have good competition and nice versatility great utility with uh, Ryan and then we'll be able to move on hopefully to uh, him being our our key guy at the punter position Ed, great to have you with us, man. We, nice uh, to be here. We're excited about superstar. the linebacker group. Superstar. The superstar. <laughs> superstar <laughs> the and boots. boots. Yeah. Well, there are more things that go into that. Yeah. Uh, we don't have time for all of that, though. Yeah, you know, I, I wore my nice belt and shirt and every everything yesterday. You didn't even mention it, so was, I'm, I'm pretty disappointed. <laughs> Ed, you're a good man. We appreciate the time and yeah. great insight. Thanks, guys. Good to see you. Thanks, Ed. Coming up, Kalani Satake, the head ball coach. He'll kick off hour number two. And Lauren McLean still holding it down in the Marriott Center. It's a party. More position coach interviews on the way with Preston Hadley. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Back to BYU Sports Nation. We are just wrapping up our number one of our two-hour signing day special across BYU Sports Nation. It's uh, flown by. Ed Lamb, Jeff Grimes breaking down uh, the linebackers and all of the offensive players, and we've got the entire defensive side of the ball plus all the return missionaries coming up with head coach Kalani Stockett. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, this is a fun day. It's a fun day for the coaches. A lot of work has gone into getting these recruits to sign on the dotted line. You can see the smiles and the relief on all of these coaches' faces today. Yeah, they, it's a they big need, day. They need some time. Yes, they do. Zach Wilson uh, is on his way to class. We just talked to him, and uh, he told us that he is planning on returning in the summer uh, and will be training with John Beck, That's right. of all people, as uh, he prepares for his sophomore season at quarterback for BYU. Yeah, he uh, said that in terms of the injury, doesn't he said the actually his shoulder was not as bad as they've seen some other 
situations. Mentioned Drew Brees is, is somebody that had that procedure. So we said, yeah, everything looks good. Should be back to, and ready to go for summer. All right. Hashtag BYUSN to join our social media conversation on signing day at any point. We're coming back with much more in this two-hour BYU Sports Nation special as we make the turn to hour number two in just a few moments. Stay with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with four-star breakfast bar analyst Jason Shepard on a beautiful Wednesday, February 6th. Yeah, I just had a nice uh, breakfast bar, and I have got both you and I up in our office as we speak. We have a bacon and sausage sandwich waiting Can't for wait. us. Cannot oh, yeah. wait. Here's what's on tap for hour two. Breakfast will have to wait for now, <laughs> or lunch, whatever it'll be. Kalani Satake, the head football coach of BYU, joins us in just a moment to look at the class as a whole and break down the return missionaries. Defensive coordinator Elisa Tuiaki on all of his defensive signees in about 30 minutes. And Lauren McLean joins us right now. She'll have updates throughout the hour and interviews from the Marriott Center. And speaking of interviews, she's with safeties coach Preston Hadley right now. Lauren? Preston. How does it feel? You guys are exhausted. How does it feel to have signing day here and the recruiting period over? It's uh, it's refreshing uh, for a few reasons. You know, we you spend most of the month of January and, and part of December on the road out, seeing these kids in their home at the at the school, and especially a, like a place like here at BYU where it's just such high academic standards. There's a bunch of different hoops to jump through to get the kids actually set to be admitted into school so it's it's refreshing just to get them signed and then even just this morning as we're waiting around for for guys to to send in their their paperwork and that that final signature it's just it's stressful but that's cool true now. you were stressed up until this morning we we're cool yeah hey but one now- of our one of our guys kind of slept in a little bit and got his stuff in late i'm like called him like 10 times to wake up but we got him sorted out good so. work well you have a big day coming up in a, a week and a half you're getting married Congratulations. Thought we'd just throw that out there. Yeah, thank you. No longer a single man. Hanging up the cleats. It's time to hang up the cleats. (laughs) I'm out of the game. (laughs) There you go. But uh, speaking of cleats, speaking of some of your recruits, you have Dimitri Gallo that just signed. He's a Juco transfer. You mentioned he's going to be a corner, but you have a special place in your heart for these Juco transfers. What have you seen from this guy that's going to contribute to the program? Well, you know, I think he, he brings a lot of ability and he brings a lot of athleticism that will that will really enhance just our whole secondary, the corners and the safeties. Um, he does, a, just in your film you'll see, he does a great job just staying on top of routes. He, he stays square. He has good feet. Um, he was a kid, actually, he was really highly recruited after his first year of junior college. He had offers from schools like Utah, Purdue, and um, anyways, and there's, for whatever reason, just things didn't end up working out and he... He ended up coming back for another year of junior college, and um, we were able to, to get on him. And his head coach, Case Mazzotta, he, he was a former player here at BYU. He played at, uh, safety back in the 90s, and, you know, he's the one who uh, who reached out to me about him. And, and uh, Gennaro has done a great job just in, in recruiting Dimitri, and, and Gennaro does a great job with all his players and, and making sure, um, like I said, they're just set for success here. And so, you know, we're really excited about Dimitri. Um like I said, I, I think he's going he's gonna to help our position group quite a bit. It's always nice to have that BYU connection with the coaches and getting some of their, their good players here. Oh, yeah. So you also signed early George Udo, Eric Ellison, and Caleb Christensen. But also An- Ammon Hanneman is going to be coming back from his mission. He's the younger brother of Jacob and Micah, who are standout athletes here at BYU. How do you see those guys fitting into the position group? Well, we're excited to have Hammond back. I mean, he's a natural football player. You know, like his brothers came here, and 
you know, he comes from a football family, and him in particular, he's really physical. I mean, honestly, I think he's got uh, back linebacker physicality. So, um, but you know, he's he's athletic. He's a local kid. He loves BYU. Um, he's a kid who committed the day he was offered, um, heading into his senior year of high school. So, we're excited to have him come back. You know, he'll be back from his mission in, uh, I believe, June or May, and so he'll have to hurry up and get in shape. But uh, we're excited to add, add depth to the group, and he's got a, a great group of guys that he can learn from that can mentor him that are in the position group already. Guys like Austin Lee, Troy Warner, Diane, Sawyer Powell, like all those guys will be really good for him to be around and for when they pass on the mantle to him or and whenever, whenever it's his time to really just pick up the rifle. So really excited about him. Hurry up player. and get in shape That's is the it. message to Ammon. I all love it. All gas, no brakes, man. <laughs> That's well, where con- we're at. Congratulations on your signees. Congratulations on the wedding here in a week Thank and a you. half. Let's send it back to the guys in Studio B. All right, Lauren McLean and Preston Hadley, a Pleasant Grove okay. connection there in Lauren's Lounge. Back in Studio B, uh, let's recap briefly the four players that have signed today. We just heard about Dimitri Gallo, and when he was on his visit, he came in to see the coaches and was just like, hey, uh, yeah, where, uh, where's the weight room? But he's legit. I mean, he is a gym rat. He just wanted to work out while he was on his visit. It wasn't about having fun. He just needed to get his lift in. And he never skips leg day, Jason. I, I know. That's fine. That's fine. I can do that. I'm not a Division One college fool. He can't do that, so that's fine. I skip all days. <laughs> Luke Andrada, we heard about him from uh, head coach, or sorry, offensive coordinator and assistant coach Jeff Grimes. Uh, running back, wide receiver coming into BYU. He was an outstanding quarterback at Pueblo East High School, just south of Colorado Springs. They expect him to be a playmaker. And then JaVel Brown, the dude, Jason, yeah, uh, the, the dude. dude from Mira Mesa. Yeah, this is a guy, take it to the house, and may, may have a future on defense. We will see. All right, and then uh, last but not least in the four that have signed today because the majority signed in the early signing period is Cade Albright. So Gallo, Andrada, JaVel Brown, and Cade Albright are the four that are in now for BYU football. Much more to come in just a moment, including the head football coach, Kalani Satake. Coach, welcome on a crazy day. I mean, just a crazy day. <laughs> We're having fun. How come you guys didn't include me in your, in your star system with eating and all that? Um, we'll get on that. Okay. We'll get on that. You we, know, we just rated Ed Lamb a superstar because he wears cowboy boots occasionally around the offices. So He claims they're comfortable, but nothing is <laughs> more comfortable than flip-flops. This is true. That is true. You can't get any more comfortable. True. You know what, Kalani? It's almost barefoot. Normally, three guys on TV wearing the same shirt would be weird. Not today. Not in royal. Not, not in royal blue. <laughs> it's a big day. It is. I like you noticed that. That's nice. <laughs> There's only one of us with a 3X on, though. <laughs> I know, it's because Shep, he he skips leg day, right? (laughs) Kalani Satake with us on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, I know that you have a well-deserved few vacation days coming up after another intense recruiting period. Um, But let's let's dive in Uh, on this day. As you look back, if there were a uniform message that you give to all of these guys coming into BYU football, what what is it that you're pitching as uh, a BYU football head coach to these guys that are considering coming to the Y? Well, they already know what to expect here, and it's why we have such a great retention rate for our guys that come on visits and end up signing with us, and even preferred walk-ons that come on visits and committing to us. And it's because of the campus itself. It just sells itself. And I know there's a lot of credit and praise goes to the coaches and the ones that do the recruiting, but it's actually the draw of the school, this university that these kids are interested in, whether they're LDS or not, you know, and the – 
the football part is just is just an added bonus for them. But uh, there's a lot of young men out there that want this type of lifestyle, and then they want the challenge in academics and and to live a disciplined life, and then they also love the, the opportunity to play football. And so we have um, a wonderful group, and I think the, the the main ambassadors of this group are the, are the players on our team, and they they uh, inform the, the the kids on their on their visits that. Uh, what BYU is all about, just to make sure that if it hasn't been confirmed by the coaches. And um, but uh, you know, looking at everything that that goes on here, the things that you guys do with BYU, the the um, excitement that they the kids get on on social media from all our fans everywhere. It's the the draw of BYU. It really it's extend it extends way more than just the head coach and and the, and the assistants that do the recruiting. The recruiting takes place uh, way before that, and and it continues to carry on. And so, um, you know, with our fan base, with our, our faculty, our staff here, and everyone that's involved with, with um, and get, gets excited about adding to this family. We'll, we'll certainly get into some specifics about the class, but from an overall perspective, what's your impression of this class? Well, I mean, I think every coach is really excited on, on signing day. I, I'm excited for more than just the football part of it. I mean, these, uh, we, we try to check into a guy's heart and how much passion they have for the game and how much they, how much passion they have for the future in their life, you know. And so, um, these are all really good kids that, that come from great families, and and not all of them are the same. They they have different, uh, you know, d- diverse backgrounds, but um, they're all centered around uh, um, the main thing, which is having Christ in their life, you know, and and then seeing the benefit that could that could happen from being here at BYU. And so, um, I'm excited about the young men that they are, but the men that they're going to be. You know, and I'm just happy that, that I'm here uh, through that process and that I have a part in, in, in helping them go through that transition and that really BYU is going to be such a huge key for them in their life. I think Tom mentioned it when he opened up the signing day that this, this will change their life and, it, and they know it and it'll be all for the better. And this is kind of right in line with what their parents already raised them to do. You know, whether they have one parent or both at home or none, they were raised and built this way to, to – to go through a program like BYU and, and a university like BYU and have success. And uh, I'm excited to see how they how they come out in the next four years or six years for some of them, and it's going to be a lot of fun. This is your fourth year recruiting as the head coach at BYU. And in speaking with some of your assistants and some of the staff members that are in the football offices, there's this idea that while people know about BYU and the missions and aims and all that, they feel like you as a collective staff are telling the story about BYU better to these recruits so that they know – more specifics of what to expect, how to transition uh, on a, in a more quickly, um, I guess, in a quicker timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, what can you tell us about telling the story better and helping those guys transition uh, at a more rapid pace compared to the first few years that you were here? Well, I mean, I think the most important part, this is where, how we've always done recruiting here, is just to really tell them what it's all about, the meat of it right away, you know, what BYU is all about. And, um, I, I've heard people in, in sales tell me that our sales technique is not the best. Um, well, this isn't really a sales job. We're just trying to find the best fit for everyone. And we're trying to filter more than, than try to sell, you know. And um, if you have to sell a kid to come to school here when there's others that would die to be here, right, those are the ones that we want. And and, and uh, they probably don't show up on star system or whatever the rankings, but there's a lot of people that we recruit that, that we feel can fit this program and fit the school. And and I think it's is being up front from the beginning and and telling them how it is. You know, it's like, it's um, basically how I dated my wife when I first met her. I said, "This isn't going to get any better, <laughs> but I'll work really hard to make it right." <laughs> it's about finding the right fit, man. Yeah, and then, I mean, maybe it's not great in sales, but you find you find the you can connect with young men and 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 with their families, 
and you could really see what they're all about. And there's something about the measurement of a heart and passion that, that you can't put a star system to. And and so those are the guys that I'm looking to get on the field and, and make big plays for us. The winning part will happen, right? And it's just getting people that fit as a team, and that's what we're trying to do. And, and I think uh, being up front and telling them what BYU is all about, for some it, ch- it chases them away, the academics, the lifestyle, and, and football. It's hard here, so... Um, but there's so much there's so much reward, and that it takes way longer than t- as much time as we have in the show to show. All you have to do is look at the alumni that have come through the school, and through this pro- football program, and you can see the success that it, it provides for these young kids. There was a new wrinkle added to the recruiting process this year with the early signing period. You've mm-hmm. now gone through that. You're obviously here at this point today. Looking back on it, what type of dynamic? How did it change the dynamic of recruiting? Now that you look back on that. Well, I think it's it's better because we can get guys locked up, and it doesn't allow um, it lets them have a good a good break, you know, during, during the holiday season, and it doesn't allow other teams to kind of slide in in the last second recruiting, um, and so we we got I think it was fourteen yeah. that that signed, and they were just they enjoyed it. Jacob Conover is one of them. He went and played an All Star game and focused on getting his mission call and and getting ready for his mission, you know, and and um, so you, you saw him use a lot really relaxed and he looked like he's already set apart to go on his mission right now but um just having those guys having the comfort of just knowing that it's done has been really an added bonus but for us it allows recruiting kind of speed up a little bit and then we can also um, use more of our visits to get preferred walk-ons on trips on campus and I think it's important I get 123 spots on our roster and I think it's important that I recruit as many as I can I only get 85 scholarships that sounds like a lot but if I'm only choosing my depth chart from 85, then it's not very smart when I can choose from 123. And if I'm going to choose from 123, it'd be nice to recruit as many of those as I can. Right, and we won't hit specifically the preferred walk-ons because those aren't compliant just yet. But we can say this, generally speaking, you have had an emphasis there. And, and compared to years previous, at least in your head coaching tenure, this seems to be the best class of preferred walk-ons that you've had to work with. Yeah, and and and. I mean, all these young men have turned down scholarships to other places. And, um, you know, we, we've had a, a really great success rate with with uh, players that have been walk-ons. And um, I feel like the, the, some of those have slipped through, the, through our fingers when we could have just brought them on campus and shown them the benefits of being here. And the, the hard part is that they'd have to pay for school. And it's important that I do what I can to get them scholarships. So it's easy for me now. Um, there's a number of preferred walk-ons that we brought on last year that we're going to put on scholarship, you know. And and uh, as I go through the recruiting process, our rec- our signing list should be shorter. It should be a smaller list. But our our award awarding the preferred walk-ons on the team should go higher, and our preferred walk-on list should get longer. So that's I think that's a better way to do it. I'd rather recruit a young man that's on on the program for a year or two, that have has already sacrificed a lot more, and then award him a scholarship, and then keep recruiting and and trying to. Get get a machine going with the with the preferred walk on. Yeah, and if he's uh, turning down scholarships from other programs, uh, I guess you clearly know that he wants to be at BYU. Oh yeah, and you think it's going to matter? You think uh, when he's running down on kickoff, you think it matters more to him than anyone else? Of course, I think it's important for us on the team to make sure. You, right now, if you walk through the locker room, you couldn't tell who was a preferred walk on and who was a scholarship kid. And that's great, right? I just wish the NCAA would give me 123 scholarships. That'd be great. So, uh, but there's a there's a huge benefit for why these young men are choosing BYU, and it's the network, it's the connection, it's the things that that BYU offers. But um, it's important that I make sure that it's worth it for them in the long run, you know. And that's whether if it's a future uh, scholarship or if it's just making sure that 
Um, the depth chart reflects the best guys play. I mean, Dax Milne and Brackenell Backy, those guys started for us. They're preferred walk-ons, you know, and um, I'm I'm just thankful that I have a coaching staff that will just choose the guys that are the best and, and not have to limit themselves to only the scholarship guys that are available. And it's one of the interesting parts about signing day for, for you and the coaches is not only do you get the signees from this class, but you get some signees from previous classes coming back from missions. You know, you, you get several players coming back for this year's roster. I mean, one of the guys uh, that would be back in time for springs, Chaz Ayu. Yeah, and so and, – and, and, you know, some of these guys have gone on the missions right away, and others are are returning um, after being here for a year or a season. So we're excited to have him. I mean, Chaz is a guy that has has a lot of experience and played a lot for us. And he, I believe, he got hurt in the Mississippi State game um, his freshman year. But um, we're looking to get these guys back in the fold and, and getting them in shape. And um, you know, we'll have to space them out a little bit because it depends on how many guys extend or uh, when they're when they're done with their when they're with their missions. But um, the timing will work out itself. I'm just glad that they, they were able to go serve the Lord and, and sacrifice. I mean, that's the other benefit. We get guys that in their prime part of their life have, have paid for an opportunity to go help others. So imagine the type of teammates that are coming back uh, that we get added to this group. Now, you told us uh, back in December the linebacker was a position you're, you're concerned about. But <clears throat> when we look at some of these guys between Chaz Ayu and Ben Bywater and Solofo Funa, how do you feel about the linebacker position with the return missionaries, not to mention Michael Daly coming from Lone Peak and, and just the overall group there? Yeah, and then Keenan Peely, Alex Miskella, Preston Lewis, these return missionaries. You know, you mentioned Ben Bywater and, and Funa and Chaz. And so the, there's a, a good group. I, uh, I think you've got to remember that Zane Anderson comes back, so he, he'll, be, he'll be good to go. And um, really saw the emergence of, of, um, of Isaiah Kafusi who's become a really good leader for our team and our defense. And so I, I guess the concern is that there's not a lot of experience there, but we'll be okay. I mean, there's a lot of guys to choose from that I think will add, add to the mix. And there's kids that are on the team right now that I really, I'm really excited about. How has social media changed the landscape of recruiting? Has it, has it changed it for the, the better? Well, I don't know. I, I, so I, I do a limited part of social media. Right? And I know that you have to have it. It's like, um, I don't know, I guess it's a necessity, but I – I, I filter out the negative stuff. I'm a positive guy, so I, I, I uh, do it to stay in touch with recruits, and, and that's about it. I, everyone has an opinion, and, and I, I'm not really interested in knowing everyone's opinion. Oh, you've, you've noticed, huh? <laughs> yeah, but I, I, well, I yeah, noticed. You don't even I, need to ask for it. They're willing no. to give everybody, you know. Yeah, and, 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 the, and the, you know, but I, I, hey, listen, I'm not going to complain about social media. All I'm going to say is that I understand it, and I get it. Um, I'm, I'm a positive guy and so i'm going to try to be around positive people and positive things so if you want to be uh you want to see me on social media be more positive and be more positive to others you know so uh i i get it i it's part of life i guess but I, last thing people need to see is me on on their phones more you know and i just the only thing i have a problem with people that take pictures of their food all the time it's like <laughs> show you're, off just eat it. yeah, yeah come <laughs> just on eat it I, if it's really that good, I wouldn't even take a picture. I just eat it. I don't want to pull out my camera and take a picture of it. So. <laughs> it's go time. It's time to eat this thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a hot take on on food pictures on Instagram, I, and I like it. The one thing I'll say though about social media is it's it's a good way to see how connected our fans are and how much they care. And so I love the fact that that our fans are out there and they're engaged with our recruits and everything. And um, you know, I, I think uh, just for me personally, I don't have a lot of time for it. You know, with all the eating and everything. <laughs> <laughs> one of one of the things though that we've seen, I think social media has helped with this, is 
the recruits themselves recruiting other players to come play with them. That, mm-hmm. that seems over the last couple of years to become more and more prominent. Yeah, the great part about it is connecting so easily, yeah. right? And and being able to um, to tell someone about somebody. And recruiting for us in social media has been really nice because people can just, hey, there's this kid in my ward that, you know, take a look at him. And so I think I when I first got the job, I put this plan to call all the members to help us recruit. And it's been awesome. And I say, just keep doing it, you know, and keep in mind that we can only sign 25 is a limit. And depending on how many scholarships we have available and, uh, but with the preferred walk-on part, we can really open it up a little bit more. Um, even then there's only 38 walk-ons on our team that can play. And we had a tryout and brought some guys on, you know, from uh, earlier this week. So uh, we, we've, we've seen the benefit of having guys that, want to be at BYU that would do anything they could just to run down on kickoff. All right, Coach. Great insight into uh, signing day and uh, some new approaches uh, with uh, preferred walk-ons and handling return missionaries and the new signees. This is definitely a unique position in college football that you sit in having to balance so, so a seven-year seven hey, window. Don't, don't get it twisted, though. It's so much fun. You know, it, 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 I'm not going to sit here and complain about it because I love every second of it, and I'm just honored to, to be able to do it. And uh, to others, it may seem really difficult. I just think it's so much fun getting to meet people and and meet their families and connect with others like your like you guys and and being able to you know uh, make fun of Jerem because he's not here and all that <laughs> stuff. But, uh, I just I love being around here. I love being around the fans. I love the people that are around BYU sports and and that includes Sports Nation. So thank you very much for helping us out and connecting all of us. Yeah, you bet. And thank you. Uh, refrain from posting food if you want social media interaction with me. Kalani yeah. <laughs> I've never seen a bad picture of a Big Mac. So. <laughs> I may have posted a burrito one time. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling really bad about it now. <laughs> That's all I'm going to get now. Because I said that, all I'm going to get is people going to tag me with food. Food pictures, yeah. food pictures. Uh, I just opened it up. I will be out. I'll be in social media fast for the next two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stay positive, my friend. I will. Thanks, Thanks, coach. Thanks, guys. Coming up, BYU defensive coordinator Elisa Tuiaki joins us to break down the defensive side of this class. And we'll go back to the Marriott Center for more party time with Lauren McLean and wide receivers coach Fessy Satake. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU men's hoops facing Portland tomorrow night in the Pacific Northwest. You can listen to the game on BYU Radio. I will have pregame coverage for you beginning at 10 p.m. Eastern time, tip-off at 11 Eastern. Welcome back, BYU Sports Nation on Signing Day. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The conversation always going on social media. Follow at BYU Sports Nation, Twitter, Instagram. Use the hashtag BYUSN whenever you would like to converse with us. And a reminder to tune in at 3 Eastern, 1 p.m. Mountain on BYUTV.org for the Signing Day press conference featuring BYU football head coach Kalani Satake as he breaks down the overall class. Again, that is 3 Eastern, 1 Mountain, live streaming on BYUTV.org. Back over to the Marriott Center now where Lauren McLean is still relaxing in Lauren's lounge, <laughs> but uh, now has wide receivers coach Fessy Satake. I was falling asleep over here. It had been a while. But now I'm with Coach. What's up? What's up? How are you? Good. How are you? Good to have you here. So you're you're finally done. You're yeah. done. You get a little bit of a, a break. Yep. Do you have any plans coming up with your family? Um... Actually, that's not probably not till spring break, but after this, I'm going to go do some professional development, go to uh, okay. some other programs across the country and and try and shadow some guys and just try and get better, you know, so that's that's the plan. But then for sure, just relax, hang with the family when I'm not doing that and just 
breathe and have fun. So. I was going to say, look at you. Most people would, would want to relax, go to the beach, but you're, you're still trying to improve yourself. That's great. Yeah, and that might not be true. I might just be trying to impress you like I'm a no. so. so, Coach, we've had one year of Jeff Graham's offense. When you're out on the recruiting trail, how do you sell that to potential receivers? Um, just the, the ability that we have to use them in any capacity. Um, and whether that's, uh, you know, obviously when you think of receivers, the first thing that comes to anyone's mind, rightfully so, is just running down the field and catching the ball. There's so much more to the position, and, you know, receivers, you know, these days understand that, that they got to be involved in, in catching quick screens or get, getting jet sweeps, hand it off to them, and, and even the blocking, the physical part of the game, where they're required to block. And so I just try and sell them that they can come here and be an all-around complete receiver because we're going to use them in every way. They're not going to specialize on the outside receiver. They're not going to specialize as a slot receiver. We play, play them all across the board so um and then from there usually the catches and, and the stats which a lot of receivers care about mm-hmm. that kind of takes care of itself yeah. um you know I, I don't like to go down that road and and project how how and how many catches they're going to have or how many plays they're going to play just more the general philosophy of the offense is how involved they could be assuming they live up to that that role so and you just signed javel brown out of california today yeah. What was his recruiting process like, and what strengths is he going to bring to the program? So the biggest strength um, in terms of that is his his versatility. He's um, he's such a good athlete. And to me, um, in my history of coaching, the best players have been those guys who played multiple positions in high school. They, they never specialized in that one position. And so because of that, I think his ceiling is really high. He's never been really polished and refined as a receiver, but he's got all the tools um, to be a great one. And, so, uh, and then the recruiting process was interesting. He was kind of on the radar and then completely off and then came back on really late just because he was able to do some things academically to get him back up to par and responded to some challenges and that's what I really like about him he, he came he went from someone who just we just weren't concerned about to now I'm so excited because he's someone I know when you challenge him He's going to respond to that challenge. And so i really excited to see what he does for us. He put in the work. You also had some early signees in Chase Roberts and Keanu Hill. What expectations do you have for those guys? How do you see them fitting into the program? Yeah, so first with Keanu because he's more immediate. He's playing uh, coming in this year. Um, I, I expect him to, to contribute early. Um, he's a very just – he's a big physical receiver. We don't have um, someone with his type of – kind of size and presence. Um, Neil Pau, who's very similar in size, but has a different style in his play. He's a little more of a fluid, athletic type. Um, Keanu's got kind of that physical presence to him. And so I'm, I'm real anxious to kind of see um, how he steps in and competes. I know he's hungry for that. Chase, upon his mission, um, I'm excited because he's going to have a whole spring and a whole summer to really get in shape. And I think there's no doubt he's someone that can come in and just play immediately. He's uh, one of the most all-around polished receivers I've ever seen out of high school and not just guys I've signed just period and being able to recruit um and I I I can't can't wait to get him that's good news for 2019 yeah absolutely this signing day has been a little bit different where we've had current players instead of former players announcing uh the new signees what's it like seeing one of your guys like Micah Simon being up there and, and inviting these guys into the program I think it's really cool it's probably it's probably um nostalgic for those guys you know and I really think it's great just in terms of experience like Micah's got that personality he could he'll do whatever you want him to do in front of the camera whereas a guy like Aleva that was probably a lot more out of his comfort zone Um, and so in that regard in terms of just I like these guys 
kind of getting a little bit uncomfortable. I think it's a great opportunity for them, and and then more importantly, to just be able to introduce a future teammate of theirs and kind of um, kind of grow that brotherhood. So I, I really love the format and how it's done this year. That's awesome, Coach. Well, we appreciate the time. Thanks so much. Let's send it back to the guys in Studio B. McLean with Fessy Satake. We appreciate the coach and wish him the best on his uh, professional development. <laughs> and he did impress us, by the way. So Very it worked, much. coach. It worked. Uh, coming up, we'll talk with defensive coordinator Elisa Tuiaki. But first, Jason, there's uh, a few new wrinkles in this BYU signing day party fiesta, whatever you want to call it. Fiesta. A Skype conversation with BYU quarterback four-star signee Jacob Conover out of Arizona. Let's listen in on that conversation from the Marriott Center. What is it about BYU that made it the place for you? You know, it's the atmosphere. You know, put football aside, you know, it's one of the greatest colleges, you know, in, in, in all America. And, and uh, you know, uh, football and the atmosphere it creates with, you know, with faith in football, it's, you know, just a place to be. Look like, looks like you're already dressed for the mission field. That's where you're headed next. Is that right? Yeah, Tuesday morning. <laughs> leave from Mexico City, MTC. Wow. Uh, Tell us where you're headed. You know, I'm going to Asuncion, Paraguay. We will see you in, uh, in two years from now and, and a bit. And the guy that introduced you a minute ago, uh, Zach Wilson, I'm sure you kept an eye, an eye on what he was able to do here at BYU during his freshman season. Does that kind of thing inspire you uh, for your days as a Cougar? You know, BYU back in its heyday was quarterback university. And, you know, Zach's leading the way and turning it uh, to what it once was. And, you know, it's exciting to watch and, you know, he's, he's doing great, and I can't wait to be there. And we can't wait to see you in a Cougar Blue. Have a tremendous mission. We'll see you in a couple of years. Appreciate it. Go Cougs. Jacob Conover. Thanks. Go Cougs. All right. On Tuesday, Jacob Conover headed for Paraguay. Okay. He's even got the uh, correct the pronunciation yeah, down. Perfect. Yeah, no, he's all in. A kid, he's, he's in the details. Look, this kid is fantastic on many different levels, on and off the field. Great recruiter for other kids wanting to come to BYU. BYU got themselves a winner with that young man. Okay. There's no question. And Jeff Grimes pointed out his accuracy as a thrower was what impressed him the most. It's time to get defensive. Elisa Tuiaki joins us to break down the defensive signing class. You're always defensive. <laughs> What does he like about the defensive guys that are part of this year's BYU football signing class and his insight into a few return missionaries that we haven't gone over yet? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation friends, welcome back. Spencer Linton, Jason Shepard hanging out in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We're on demand anytime, anywhere. And here are today's signing day headlines. Yes, my friends, the first Wednesday in February marks National Signing Day. Today, BYU players, four so far, have joined 14 early signees to finish out BYU's 2019 recruiting class. The team also recognizing 18 return missionaries, among other additions. Big day for everybody involved with BYU football. Men's basketball on the road, taking on the Portland Pilots tomorrow night at the Child Center. Cougars currently in second place in the WCC. Tomorrow night's game can be heard on BYU Radio with pregame coverage beginning at 10 Eastern time. Seventh-ranked BYU men's volleyball opening federation play against fifth-ranked Pepperdine tonight in Malibu, 10 Eastern, 8 Mountain. The Cougars led by sophomore Gabi Garcia-Fernandez. He leads the MPSF in kills per set, just over four and a half per frame. They seek to end a six-consecutive set losing streak. 
Men's tennis's Matthew Pierce and Mateo Varal Melendez were named WCC Men's Tennis Doubles Team of the Week. Pierce and Varal defeated Mitch Johnson and Felipe Acosta of Utah State 6-3. That clinched the doubles point and helped the Cougars defeat the Aggies 4-3. That pair a perfect 4-0 this season. Our BYU Sports Nation all-access coverage on National Signing Day continues with the BYU Football Defensive Coordinator Elisa Tuiaki, who is back in Studio B. Uh, this is a lot of BYU Sports Nation for you to handle over the past few weeks. You gonna you doing okay with this? You kidding me? I enjoy being around you guys. It was good. <laughs> you are a good recruiter, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> we're ready to sign. <laughs> we're, yes, I don't think we're we have eligibility, but I think we're ready to sign. How are you feeling uh, overall about the signing class now that uh, basically all <laughs> of the dust has settled after just another crazy signing period? I feel great. I, I do. I feel really good about it. I feel like we've... Uh, We've uh, addressed, or not addressed, but uh, um, got some depth into places that we feel like we need to develop. Uh, we've gotten kids that we feel like want to be here, which I, which uh, I think that's that's one of the aspects of recruiting that I think is is undervalued. Um, kids that want to be in your program, kids that are, you know, obviously LDS or in state, or kids that uh, typically um, run through a wall for you, and those kids are. The ones that that were that we're getting. There's a lot of families that uh, were excited about their kids getting here, and uh, the ones that are not from the state of Utah. So really, really excited about this class. What type of reputation does the BYU defense have when you go out and talk to these recruits? Uh, you know, I think everybody everybody knows that uh, that uh, we've been uh, competitive as a defense for the last few years. Um, I think more for them. That, that that's kind of something that's just on the back burner for them. It's like okay, so I'll check that box. I know that I'm going to come and be competitive and play some good defense. Really, what else? What else is there that that'll uh, you know draw me in as far as feeling good in the locker room, feeling good around the coaches, feeling good about the decision I'm making to live that lifestyle and get the education that I know I'm going to get there and set myself up for for the future. I mean, a lot of the other things that we talk about in recruiting are the reasons why kids are coming and um, football, even though it is the reason why they're coming, ends up really kind of being uh, one of the things that's just at the back of uh, their decisions. It's uh, more of just lifestyle and, and uh, you know, fit in the program. All right, we're going to break down uh, not only who you bring in today, but the return missionaries specifically to your defensive line. We haven't uh, heard a ton about uh, Tyler Batty, Saleti Favaliaki, and Freddie Levi. So let's start with those three, the return missionaries coming back to help bolster your defensive line, uh, with, starting with Tyler Batty. That was impressive that you said the Sereti Fevaliaki. That's I've been working on this for a while. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that, that was good. So Thank Fred, you. <laughs> Freddie Levi is currently with us. He joined us in January. Uh, he's working out with the team, and um, you know, just he's he, he's starting to look better. Starting to look better as far as just kind of getting his body back and and hitting stride, and and uh, we'll see what he brings to the table this spring ball. But he'll he'll participate with us. Um, both uh, Seleti and Tyler are still on missions. They get back, and we'll plan on them joining us in the fall. Seleti is a defensive tackle. Um, shoot, he's 6'3", 6'4", someone there. I guess they listed on here, but I just kind of remember it off of meeting him and, and talking to him. But Seleti is a big kid, and he's a really big athletic body, uh, the kind that you know when you project Polynesians um, and you kind of see him, see him through the years, and you know Seleti's going to be a big kid, a big athletic kid, and so we're excited about him. And Tyler Batty is, is uh, I mean, I've, we've, we've talked about him at least as a staff, uh, and uh, I mean, we'll see how he comes and develops, but I'm really, really, really excited about Tyler Batty as a, as a pass rusher. Um, you know, he was very under-recruited, I think, 
um, six five defensive end from Payson. You know, just there there aren't too many kids signing out of Payson High School, and and uh, he brings a lot to the table. I think he's going to be a good player for us, but. Super, super explosive kid. There are two defensive players that signed today. Dimitri Gallo, the defensive back out of San Jacinto. And then Kate Albright, the defensive lineman, also out of California. What can you tell us about both those guys? Yeah, you know, they'll uh, – um, so which one were you talking about? Gallo's. Gallo's will come in and, and uh, you know, he'll, he'll uh, contribute. I mean, we need I – mean, we're always looking to sign uh, three or four corners every year. Uh, we only we signed probably maybe two or three. But uh, he's one of the kids that we expect to come in and contribute right away. Um, really good football player and just a good player. But, um, you know, Cade Albright's going to end up going on mission first. But he is another uh, pass rush specialist that comes in, uh, 6'5", 215-pound kid. That is uh, um, BYU through and through. His, his, his mom played volleyball here. And uh, dad, mom and dad met here. And so he was, you know, kind of um, – being recruited by different schools ended up, you know, with uh, with a bunch of different schools that were good. And at the end of it, it was kind of like, okay, this is this is home for me. And you know, the back of his head is like, I knew I was going to come here, but I'm I'm ready to, ready to commit and come. And we're excited about him. Elisa Tuiaki, BYU defensive coordinator with the Sun, BYU Sports Nation, part of our All Access Signing Day coverage. Let's go now to December's class and uh, another defensive back, Caleb Christensen. He's a ten eight one hundred meter guy. Uh, another local product. We believe his mission probable first. So, um, Caleb, what, what what are you looking for in a defensive back? Because it seemed like he went for length, and now it's become speed, and now it's just kind of both. So, where are you with that process? It's it's always been both um, for us, but you know, obviously, sometimes um, a kid that's not as tall um, ne- needs to be fast. And so, for us, you know, so um, w- one of the things that we talk to to high school coaches about, you know, it's it's hard sometimes to watch film competition that you're playing against and try to really get a gauge on how fast the kid is and so we encourage all the kids that we're recruiting as dbs to be to be track kids um or we've got to see them with our own eyes you know running and and uh you know he's obviously a track kid in-state kid lds mission i mean he's he fits everything that we are and uh we're really excited about getting him on board um and uh he's going to be a good player for us after his mission what about eric ellison and george udo so Eric Ellison, also, you know, uh, he and uh, and uh, Demetrius Gals were, were teammates, and so those guys are both good players, both going to come in and contribute. Um, George Udo is a little bit of a – I mean, we're, we put him under the athlete category. Uh, his build and what he looks like right now is we're probably going to end up starting him at corner. Um, wouldn't be surprised if he moves to safety in two days and wouldn't be surprised if he ends up moving to backer and probably wouldn't be surprised if we used him as a rush end at times. I mean, he is just hes just a freak athlete. He's super, super explosive. When you watch him on film, um, there's a suddenness to the way that he plays. Going from 0 to 60 in in two steps. I mean, there's there's not too many kids that can do that. And you can see that he's hes really, really explosive. So he's not a kid that's played, really played DB. I mean, more, more of a linebacker, D-end at uh, the high school that he's at. It's a smaller high school. But uh, we project him to be a kid that can that can do a bunch of different things for us. And we'll obviously start him at corner. Well, the three of us can relate to that. I mean, if you were to categorize us, athlete is what you would think. You don't want to pigeonhole us with one position. The only thing that we fit under is probably zero to 60 in age, <laughs> and it happened like that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Eli, so great to catch up with you. Um, I, I know that you've, you've put in a ton of work, and you're really excited about – uh, most importantly, having guys that want to be at BYU now playing at BYU, and you're you're getting guys that know the story, they know the backdrop, and uh, 
they're ready to run through walls for you. So we're excited, man. Yeah, we're excited as well. All right. We wish you the best of luck moving forward. Thank you. Take Enjoy. some days off. Do something. Watch Netflix. I don't know. Sleep. <laughs> it's going to catch or, up or, on some show. Do that too. Yeah. Coming up, Lauren McLean is going to sit down with BYU quarterback coach Aaron Roderick. And we'll ask Chad Lewis what signing day was like for him. This is BYU Sports Nation. Wasn't he a walk-on? He wanted to be here. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Live from Studio B, this is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play on National Signing Day. I'm Spencer Linton alongside our four-star recruit, Jason Shepard. Our daily BYU Sports Nation rebroadcast airs weeknights, BYU TV uh, at 6 p.m. Eastern. I I should say on BYU Radio at 7 p.m. Eastern. My apologies for the program reminding there. Um, (laughs) Hey, Jason, it's been a fun day, and we're about to make it better. Because we're bringing in Chad Lewis. The ultimate motivator. Yes, he is. Like, I, honestly, I've tweeted this out before. I need Chad to talk to me while I'm doing cardio. It will help get me through this. <laughs> okay. It'll triple your time on the, on the, on the machine. <laughs> That's, right. That's what I'm saying. Okay, no so, more limping to the end. You know? So Kalani Satake was uh, fantastic in addressing the increase in number of preferred walk-ons. Guys that in a lot of cases, in most cases, turned down scholarships from other schools because they wanted to be at BYU. You were a guy that wanted to be at BYU. Big time. And I had an opportunity to go to Utah. My brother played up there. So I talked for years with the Utah coaches, both Fossil and McBride. And eventually it was my place in the universe was BYU. It was clear to me. And when I came here, everything fit. And luckily, when I walked on, Everything really did fit. Um, Terrence Salone was the other tight end, was super cool to me. Coach Chow was great. Um, it just worked out really well. So these preferred walk-ons, I've got my eye on every one of them. I care about them. I want them to know that I'm available, along with all the other players. But as a walk-on, you got to go from zero to hero very quick. You have to earn the respect of your teammates. And I want them to know that I'm available. Let's talk. Let's get you ready, whatever it takes. So I'm pumped for every one of them. You've obviously seen a lot of these signing days, and it just keeps getting bigger and more impressive every year. What's, what's the biggest change, you think, from even, say, five years ago on this, on this important day? The biggest change is the lights, the, the, uh, the spectacle of it all. <laughs> what you want is the strength, the subtle strength of a signing day. Even if, even if you sign a kid and he gets up and he says, Hi, my name's Bill Johnson. And I play defensive end. And you're like, well, that wasn't too flashy. But he gets on the field and he dominates. That's what you want. So through the spectacle of this beautiful signing day day that David Almodova's done such a great job of working with our coaches, everyone to put on, it's amazing. What we want is for a class, for a group of guys collectively to come in, to look each other in the eye, and have a determination to come in and conquer That means you show up to every practice with the determination to push those guys in front of you. Don't be intimidated just because their name is Zach Wilson. You come in and you say, look, I'm here to make BYU better. If you come in with a chip on your shoulder, that kind of attitude, collectively as a class, you just made BYU a lot stronger. That's what I'm looking for out of signing day. 
Where do I sign my preferred walk-on? I was going to say, what did I tell you? Come on, man. We got pads for you. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to go, man. The guy could motivate anybody to do anything. Yes. He is a genius. Yes. Chad, it's great to have you. We appreciate you joining us on yeah, such a big you. day, and we're excited about the future of BYU football, man. Such a big day for us. Such for a big sure. day. I'd All like right. to thank Cougar Nation for helping us. We can't do it without their help. You got it, man. Chad Lewis in Studio B. We now go back over to the Marriott Center. Party continues. Lauren McLean is with uh, pass game coordinator and quarterbacks coach Aaron Roderick. Coach, we were just talking about how you can you can take a sigh of relief now that everything's over. Yeah. Last year at this time, you guys were kind of just getting settled into your spots. How's recruiting changed from last year to this year? Uh, yeah, last year, most of the recruiting was already done by the time by the time I started working here. It was very little to do. We were just kind of maintenance work until signing day. But um, this year, we we uh, had some important guys that we really wanted to recruit, and we recruited them hard as a staff, and and uh, we feel like we did pretty well today. I know one of your biggest targets when you got here was Jacob Conover, who signed back in December. What was his recruiting like for you? He, I pretty much put my whole year into him. I mean, we, we, we identified, well, we didn't identify him. Everybody in the country knew about him. But we decided about this time last year that we were going all in on him as a staff. And uh, I devoted probably, you know, 80% of my recruiting time was devoted to him just every day trying to have some some sort of communication with him, every possible opportunity to go see him that, that the NCAA allows, we would go see him. I mean, it was, it was pretty intense. We, we went all in, and uh, he committed to us, and it was quite a while ago and stayed loyal to us through the whole process. So um, it's been a been worth it it's probably really nice for you that he signed back in December what's been the impact of him such a big recruit signing early in recruiting other guys along the way yeah it just helps because um you know other good players see that a, a national recruit is joining our team and I think especially for skill players you know they know that they're going to go play with a great quarterback and and um you know, it helps for sure. It just it generates momentum. It generates publicity that other recruits notice. And and Jacob just has that kind of personality anyway. He's a, he's a leader, and guys guys want to follow him. Unfortunately, we have to wait a couple of years before we get to see yeah. him. But what impact does it have having a guy like like Taysom Hill in the NFL that came out of BYU and is now having a lot of success yeah. with the Saints? How do you use that on the recruiting trail? You definitely use it. I mean. It's pretty easy to sell this school for quarterbacks. I mean, there's, there's the, the history of quarterback play goes back so far. And, and there's, the, there's the huge, obvious, huge names that everybody just says. But there's a lot of other really good quarterbacks that have played here that don't get mentioned as often. And, um, but the quarterback play here has been consistently really good for a long, long time. And so it makes it easy to, to talk to quarterbacks about you know, coming here and throwing the ball. Well, we're excited to, to see what they can do. Coach, thanks for taking the time with us. Hopefully you get a little break and be able to relax with your family for a little bit. <laughs> thanks, thanks for having me. You bet. Guys? All right. Thank you, Lauren. Fantastic work over there in uh, Lauren's Lounge all day. Aaron Roderick, the quarterback's coach, passing game coordinator. You know he's excited about what's to come with Zach Wilson and company. Yeah. All right, let's go to break. Uh, we'll come back and wrap things up, Jason. Yeah, we're going to recap today's signing class when we come back on the other side. Who deserves today's rise and shout? Mm. There are a lot of potential yes. candidates. This is BYU Sports Nation.
Shout out to all of today's guests on signing day. We had a plethora. Yes, I know what it means. If you missed any of the show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Full two-hour special. That's right. Log on to BYUtv.org at 1 p.m. Eastern time for the BYU football signing day press conference that will feature Kalani Sataki and other coaches as they talk about the entire signing class inking today for the Cougars. Okay, one final time to the Marriott Center. Lauren McLean has been holding down the fort for BYU Sports Nation at the party there. Lauren, final thoughts before we say goodbye? Guys, as you can see, things are wrapping up here. It's been really fun seeing coaches, former players, current players all mingling. There's really been an awesome sense of family that I think the signees coming in can really sense. So that's something that's been awesome to see. I'm excited to see what's going to happen in this 2019 BYU football season. Wrapping up things from here in the Marriott Center. Let's go back to you. All right, Lauren, now for our rise and shout. And it goes to all of the signees and the return missionaries, for that matter. There are 18 thus far with the December signing period, and today, plus 18 return missionaries. That's 36 guys, not to mention the preferred walk-on list. I mean, there are a ton of new guys coming to the family. And speaking of all of these signees and getting into next season, how about we talk about the countdown? Uh, Countdown to the youths. 204. 204 days away from BYU football opening the season against the University of Utah. What a fun day today. This has been great. BYU does this right. Excellent day. Conversation continuing 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram. Use the hashtag BYUSN to chime in. The show always on demand at BYUSN.com. Find our audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jason, I am Spencer. Shout out to one of our return missionaries, Jackson McChesney. Remember the name. BYU Sports Nation back at it tomorrow, noon Eastern.